0: Hey friends, this is Fun Therapy, and my name is Mike Foster, and together we're going to dive into the messy, horribly hard, and difficult parts of our story, and we're going to do it with a smile. You see, around here, we believe that the difficult roads that we're often on will lead to beautiful destinations. You see, every overcomer, every warrior, every single story that rose up from the ashes holds on to these two things, that the future can be better than our past, and we have the power to make it so. My name is Mike Foster, and this is Fun Therapy. So as we end this season of fun therapy, I just wanted to say thanks for being such a friend to this podcast. When we first started out, we had no idea whether anybody would listen, whether anybody would like it, whether anybody would be willing (laughs) to do a fun therapy session with me, but it has been an amazing couple of months. We have heard from some incredible people and uh, just, It's been such a a rewarding and fulfilling thing for me personally, just to get to know some of you get to know, um, obviously in a deeper way the people that we had on the podcast and again, thank you for all your kindness and words of encouragement. It has been truly remarkable. This, this journey that we have all been on. So in this session, uh, in our final session of Season 1 of Fun Therapy, we're going to discuss what we've learned over the past uh, weeks and, and months, and I'm also going to talk about what the plans are for Season 2. I want to also share a few helpful tools to help you actually have your own Fun Therapy sessions with your friends, we're, you know how to do that, and what are some of the values and techniques to really create honest conversations with each other because I think that's what we all desire and all and what we all want I'm also going to be playing one of Sleeping at Last brand new songs from his Enneagram series and I'm also going to call Ryan to see if I can use his music for season 2 I really am I'm going to call him and see if he'll say yes and now my friends this session, this final session for season 1 of Fun Therapy get your seatbelts on We're gonna have a good time as we talk about our not-so-perfect stories and how we rise glorious in a broken and hurting world. So I wanna share with you a story, a story you may not know about me. It's uh, a story that I'm not exactly proud of, but here's the facts. I worked at Olive Garden. I was 19 years old. I got a job at the Olive Garden opening doors for those who would be coming into the restaurant. And I literally, it was my job, minimum wage job to open the door for guests and say, welcome to Olive Garden. And you talk about an organizational chart. This is probably the position at the very, very lowest of the low on the organizational chart of the Olive Garden franchise. And here I was doing this job. But I had a dream. I really did. I imagined that one day at the Yellow Garden, I would be able to be a waiter. That I would get this waitering job. And I I just believed that I could do some really, I could really serve guests and be great at customer relations. And then, of course, make some amazing tips and some real money. Because working the door, you weren't making real money. And so after about six months of doing this job, I was called into my manager's office. And my manager was an interesting guy. He was kind of an unhappy, angry guy. He smoked probably two packs of cigarettes every day. Uh, He was gruff and mean and grumpy. And, you know, I guess he had every reason to be upset with the fact that he was having to spend pretty much seven days a week at the Olive Garden. So he brought me into his office and he sat me down and uh, he said, "Hey, Mike, I have a new job for you." And I was really excited. I'm thinking, "This is my this is my moment. This is going to be my time to uh, get that waitering job and start making some real tips and 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 for me to really soar and for for me to do my thing, serve all you can eat salad and and lasagna and it was going to be awesome." But he wasn't in that meeting going to promote me. He actually had a different plan for my career path at Olive Garden. He said, Mike, I'm going to take you from being the doorman and I'm now going to make you the Olive Garden mascot. And I just thought to myself, like, you got to be joking, right? First of all, I didn't know Olive Garden had a mascot, but apparently they do now and I was it. And he told me that I was going to have to wear this chef's costume with a big White chef hat and a a chef smock and a red scarf around my neck and this is going to be my new job. I was going to stand in the lobby and pretend to make pizzas and entertain guests. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do that. And not only that, not only was I going to have to do this ridiculous job and wear this ridiculous outfit, I was still going to make a ridiculous minimum wage. There would be no tips. It was horrible. It went from bad to worse at Olive Garden. And my friends would come in and they'd make fun of me and I was embarrassed and ashamed. But here's the deal. There was this amazing thing that happened every shift, every time I worked at the Olive Garden as the mascot. I got to go in on my break time into the kitchen and make a hard left hand turn and head straight towards this oven, stainless steel oven. I would open up the oven and inside the oven was, you guessed it, Olive Garden breadsticks. And they they were warm and, and buttery and had little garlic salt all over them. And I could eat as many as I wanted to eat. It was awesome. So why am I telling you this story? Because I think that's what fun therapy is all about. I think that's what we're trying to do here. These episodes is help you find the breadstick in the pain, to find the gift in the suffering, to find those moments that that may have been hard and difficult, but to to allow something to be born inside of you. And we do that by hearing each other's stories, by by listening to each other and hearing that we're not alone and that that many of our stories look similar, have similar themes and similar fears and similar pain. And and yet throughout this entire season, you have listened to people who are rising up, who are doing great things, who are sharing hope and life and love in the world. And yes, their lives were hard and messy and difficult. And so the key to to all of this and the reason why I do the work that I do and the the reason why we're doing this podcast is that I would hope that you would find the breadstick in your story, that you would find something beautiful and redemptive in the pain that you have experienced, that maybe you would find a new sense of strength and resiliency, uh, new levels of of love and compassion for the hurting. That maybe through your valley experience, God could cultivate something that, that a new passion to, to help heal others and, and help others. How do you find it? Well, you, first you have to believe that a breadstick is there, that there is a gift waiting within the pain. You also have to accept that something in your story has died, that it's lost, that it's not coming back. You see, it wouldn't make any sense for me to deny the fact that working at the Olive Garden was an absolutely crappy, horrible job. I hated it. And yet, I found some breadsticks. So you have to accept what is and and, and not fight against it, not silver line it, not try to pretend that there isn't suffering, that your pain doesn't hurt, that you aren't afraid. It's okay. And finally, in order for us to find these breadsticks, we actually have to grieve the things that have happened in our story. We have to be angry about it. You have to be sad about it. You have to be depressed about it. And then you have to own that sucker. Let me ask you a quick quick question. Some of us are, are still searching for redemption, still searching for that gift, still, still trying to find our own breadstick. And I want to ask you, have you cried over your story? Have you felt the entire weight of all of that? One of the things that we saw in this season in some of the conversations is how hard it is to, to get close to our pain. To move, to move into those spaces and really feel all the feels that come with that. But that's the pathway forward. And as we get closer to that pain, we also get closer to finding the gift. As we move into the suffering, we can actually see the breadstick that's been waiting for us all along. So as we've listened over this season to Ryan and Jason and Maria and Caitlin and Bianca and Jay and Catherine and Miles and Annie and Lauren, as they've shared their stories and and have opened up to us a few things that I think all of us have discovered. One of them is that our stories desire to be told. I think within every single human being is this, this want this need to be known. We also realize that as we share the hard things, the frustrating things, those anxieties and fears and the, the stuff that isn't going so right in our story, we realize how sacred that is. Did you get that sense? Also, it, it's so interesting as we listen to uh, each and every person that um, how often they don't realize that they are a hero that happens a lot you you may not understand or realize or accept the fact that you are in a heroic story but you just don't realize it yet and so certainly there was weakness and sadness and frustration on display and maybe fear but also, what became so clear as we listened to these individuals share is how strong they were how resilient they were and this blend between fragility and strength. One of the things that I, I think people have asked me about the podcast and um, gotten this a few times is they wonder if I go in with questions if I'm you know have a list of questions that I want to ask them and I don't I I think there's a different sort of strategy that that I use with people that I would encourage you to use with your friends and in your relationships to have these conversations. Um, you know, I want to maybe give you a couple tips and pointers here about how to create honesty and authenticity in your conversations. And so much of it is not about planning questions or having an agenda or anything like that. It's really just using some basic values. And the first thing is really just how to be a good listener, to really be present in the moment. And here's the thing, kind of maybe tip number one is most people listen to respond instead of listen to understand. And so as I talk to people this season, it wasn't so much for me to give an answer or to give a piece of advice. Many times I I did not know what to say, but I am always listening to understand and comprehend and feel empathy and connection to what they're saying. And so I'd say if you want to have authentic conversations and just this sense move into these sacred moments with your friends, don't worry about responding, but just work to understand. Sometimes silence is a good answer. If you could practice, and if you could get really good at holding your tongue, I'm telling you, absolutely incredible things will happen in your conversations. You just give people the space and hold space for them. Allow silence to be there. To sometimes not even have any words to say, like literally sit in that awkward moment of quiet, beautiful things happen. I think another tip, a tool that I would encourage you to to use is to create safety for people. And we create safety by radical non-judgment, by uh, having our body language be uh, a certain way and an openness Anytime people feel like I I would say like always be looking them in the eye, always be trying to connect, to know that you are there with them. Another tool, another tip that I would say, and that's that really important to having great conversations is don't think about what to say next. Just listen. Just just be there. Try to again work to understand. Don't think about what to say next. I think so many of us get caught up or feel this pressure. That we have to say something important or something profound. Uh, I I think if you've listened to this season, you realize that I don't say, (laughs) number one, a lot of things. But number two, uh, probably things that are not overly profound. And so really, I'm just trying to be in the moment. And I think that's a great tip and practice for you too. And then finally, just this is a big, big uh, belief that I have is that it's not about having the right words or the right answers and about the right advice or even being the right person when people are struggling. And it's really just about us having the right intention that we're not trying to save the day. We're not trying to be the hero. We're just trying to be with them and uh, give them respect. I heard it said that attention is the purest form of generosity. So if you want to be generous in your relationships, listen. Be present, sit in silence, create safety for people, and you too will have some wonderful, wonderful conversations about life, love, pain, suffering, and our hopes for our lives. So again, one of the things I'm trying to do through the podcast and through these conversations is really model for all of us, how to be better friends, better heart handlers, better rescuers, people who show up in the midst of uh, the difficulties of life and when our stories are not going so well, how we can show up in those places and really bring love and encouragement and a sense of hope do you know that uh, the, that human beings produce up to sixty thousand thoughts a day? And here's the sad part: that eighty percent of those thoughts tend to be negative. And so, one of the things that we want to do when helping, trying to help others, is bring bring a sense of of hope and perspective bring a bring a voice of truth and compassion. I actually really work against this idea of that we need to to give advice and here's why because I think advice givers uh, when we are trying to have the answers when we try to tell people what to do with their lives I think we show a lack of respect for them because here's what I believe about everything and every single person that I've talked to this season is that, people already have the answer inside of them. They do. They don't actually lack the answer. They lack the courage to do the thing that they know they need to do. And so you and I, our role in these things is to come alongside them and, and be a champion, a cheerleader, to infuse courage, To reflect back to them their beauty and their dignity and their worth. To remind them who they are. I think that's one of the greatest things that we can do for people. is to show them how awesome they are. I heard it once said that, like, how do you restore your life back to the factory settings? It's through love. And I think sometimes our lives become so chaotic and there's just so much going on and it feels so overwhelming and so out of control that sometimes all we need to do to to reset our lives is to come across somebody who radically loves us, who radically accepts us, who sees us, who honors our story and our pain and our emotions, who Cries tears with us when we're crying. I mean, that is love. And I believe that's what truly what people need. They don't need our answers. One of the things also that came up in this season that was super exciting is um, almost everybody at some level talked about the Enneagram. And the Enneagram is a great tool for helping us understand not only our, our own stories and our own wirings and our personalities. But actually, understand each other, and so if you are in sort of this this work of helping others, or you want to be better at that, or maybe you just want to understand something deeper about yourself, I encourage you to take the Enneagram test. It's uh, they have an app on the iTunes uh, store where you can just buy it. I think it's like two or three bucks, and you can it takes you about twenty minutes. And you answer some questions. By the way, I'm an I'm a five, an investigator, and there's nine different types, and you can. Read more about that through the app, or um, you can just type in Enneagram. One of our guests on the show was Ryan O'Neill from Sleeping at Last, and he's been writing these songs about the Enneagram and really trying to capture the essence of that. And so, one of the things that I asked Ryan if it was possible a few weeks ago if, to to actually play one of his songs of this from this series. Uh, that he's been doing about the Enneagram. And so we're going to go ahead and just play for you one of the songs that Ryan wrote about the Enneagram.
1: Sweetheart, you look a little tired. When did you rest eat? Call in and make yourself right at home. Stay as long as you need. Tell me something's wrong, if something's wrong, you can count on me You know, take my heart clean apart if it helps your speech It's okay if you can't find the words Let me take your coat and the weight off of your soul Okay, okay.
0: season 1 our last few moments together i just wanted to tell you a little bit about what's coming up for season 2 first of all yes we are going to have a season 2 woohoo <laughs> that was a that was not a guarantee we we weren't exactly sure what the future of this podcast was going to be when we started we just wanted to try to do something beautiful and honest. And we just hope that it would find an audience. Uh, there were no guarantees on any of this. And so it's been so fantastic just to see literally thousands of people joining us each week for these conversations. And um, so we're uh, again take a little bit of a break, come back. My guess is mid to late January. Some of you maybe listening to this and going, that's too long. Uh, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to actually uh, catch up on some sessions with some friends and some folks. Uh, by the way, maybe I'll tease a few people that I'm going to be talking to. Phil Wickham. Phil's actually my neighbor. He lives five houses away from me. So I'm going to go see Phil. Uh, also talk to uh, my friend, Tony Hale about coming on and doing uh, Tony's uh, an actor, Emmy award winning actor on Veep and Arrested Development. We're going to do a fun therapy session together. Also, uh talked to my friend, Jamie Torkowski into doing it, which, by the way, that's part of the, as we do more of these, people are kind of understanding what this is. And for some, they're excited about it. Some of them are like, no way, <laughs> I'm not doing that. And uh, so, but it's but it's been great. So we really do have a great season two lined up. Some really amazing guests. Um, Some great conversations uh, coming your way. And within that, I want to just say thanks to um, Relevant Magazine for making this possible, for believing in this concept and this podcast from the very beginning. They've been incredible partners. Um, We have this amazing team editing and working on this. Uh, Nathan, uh, you're amazing. You know that. Nathan produces the show and It really is a team effort. And so all of us are super excited to come back and bring really some more conversations and some more stories to you that will hopefully be uh, hope amplifying in your life. So before we end, I, as you know, the music that has been playing in season one has been such a critical part of, I think the experience that, that we have created here and I don't know man I listen I listen to these podcasts too right and I just Brian's music Sleeping At Last music is so integral to this podcast and so I asked him when we first started up whether I could use some of his music for season one and he was super generous to say yes go ahead and use it but I thought I'd Reach out to him, actually call him, and see if he'd be willing to let us use his music for season two. So if you uh, don't mind, let's call Ryan. Uh, Is this Mr. Sleeping At Last? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes it is. Hey, it's, it's your buddy Mike. How's it going, Mike? <laughs> it's going good. It's good to hear your voice. I, I you know, you never know um with everyone's busy schedules well, whether people will pick up or not. So thanks oh, for picking man. up. Always. I never won't pick up for you. <laughs> Send foster to voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> you know that's your your initial response, but decline. Uh, yeah. Decline. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So we're recording our wrap-up show for the podcast for fun therapy. Awesome. And I I really I just want to call and thank you for a couple things. Number one, for you may not know this, and you may not uh, be aware of this, but you really were my co-host for this entire season (laughs) with your beautiful music and um, the sounds and the... I mean, it just made everything wonderful. So, I just wanted to say thank you for letting us use your music for this season. Oh, my
2: gosh. Thank you so
0: much. Seriously, I, I consider it such a privilege. Well... It it really, it's it was fun hearing everybody's feedback about the music itself and just how it really made this. It had all the feels, Ryan. You know that. It just Uh, that's awesome. And uh, and the other thing is, do do you remember us actually doing a fun therapy session with the two of us? Oh, I remember. (laughs) It feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? It
2: totally does. I just moved into my brand new house at that point, and now it feels like home. So that that's how much time has passed.
0: That's awesome. How was the experience, by the way, now that you're looking back on what well, seems months ago how oh, so
2: good man it really it, I, I was it, I went away from that feeling like uh, I learned quite a bit about myself and um, just am more and more grateful for you and for what you're doing and I, I have since just become a massive fan of the podcast I know I was I was honored to be the first guest but um, I have listened to every episode since and just totally love what you're doing even even when my music is accompanying it I have to kind of tune that out a little bit because I, I hear
0: all of the all of the things I'd like to fix about my music but (laughs) well maybe maybe that can be our next in next season we can do another session around that that particular (laughs) exactly that particular insecurity (laughs) so hey by the way you um uh i i'm not sure if we talked about this on the officially on the podcast when we were together i think we did about the enneagram stuff you know the enneagram came up a lot in these sessions it has and I
2: love that it's been really fun and um, yeah as you mentioned so I'm I'm writing nine songs for the nine Enneagram types and they're sort of uh, my, my approach is sort of like nine stories of redemption through uh, from writing from each of those nine perspectives so listening as a fan to your podcast and it was, it's been kind of fun even like studying uh, you know because I, I, I've been excited to hear some of your guests disclose what type they are and uh, I get to kind of study them quietly that's awesome <laughs> try to try to um, think how they think as I'm writing these songs. So thank you for that.
0: Well, it's uh, um, I've I've listened to a couple of them and they're just they're amazing. As is all thank your music is just just absolutely aw. incredible. So, um, but it's been fun. Perfect. Thank uh, you. Your project that you're actually working on is really uh, r- seems red hot relevant in terms of where some of the discussions have have gone over the past. Uh, Few months on the the podcast, and so oh, it's that's been, awesome. Been nice to that's, see that tie in, and and I'm like, I bet Ryan would. Use this as research for his. Project. <laughs> it's all research, completely,
2: <laughs> completely. No, it's. it's I, I was glad that it timed out because um, uh, the 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 basically the concept of writing the songs for the Enneagram was uh, part of this Atlas series that I'm doing, which uh, which began like a, a couple years ago. So um, I was glad to to hear Enneagram keep popping up in people's conversations, and it seems like uh, it seems like the timing was right to to. Wrap my head around these songs.
0: That's so wonderful. Well, um, I do. I I don't want to keep you too long because I know you're busy in the studio creating all kinds of magic right now. And I I, <laughs> I, I
2: trying to mostly banging my head against the wall, but <laughs>
0: every once in a while, a little magic comes out. <laughs> that's all. Awesome. Well, to me, it's all magic, and it, it's uh, so inspiring. So, and that's why I don't know. I it, this feels kind of odd. I know we're friends and everything, but. It's still like a big ask, and I kind of have a big ask. Um, And with everything on Fun Therapy, you always have the right to say no or to pass or to, you know, (laughs) this is, there's no, we don't force anybody to do anything around here. But so would you be okay if we used your music for season two of Fun Therapy? Well, here's the thing. So I have a, a Mike Foster
2: policy that is always a yes. <laughs> so yes, awesome. Of course. Oh my. I would be so honored. Seriously, thank you for. I, I I truly mean it. It means the world to me that you uh, would let my my songs be a part of this first season, and to to have it be a part of the second season would be so great and so uh, meaningful to me. So thank okay. you.
0: Okay, I am so pumped. Number one, I'm pumped that number one there's a Mike Foster policy. Like there's just there's so even any. My own policies. <laughs> just pretty. always answer the phone when Mike calls. And always say yes. Oh, That's that, like the you're so kind. You're so kind. <laughs> those and, are the rules. And really, it just I feel like it just would. See, we can't do season two without without the beautiful tunes of of sleeping (laughs) at last so thank you i'll talk to my lawyers but we'll see what what we can do listen i don't have (laughs) i don't have anheuser-busch kind of money but like (laughs) i could probably buy a few starbucks when i see you in chicago (laughs) and take you out to dinner so oh man i look forward to it already well thank you ryan number one for uh just giving us the gift of your music and just what you put into the world and being a part of the podcast for being our first guest and uh um, I uh, love being your friend. I love that uh, we get to do this fun stuff together. And thanks for uh, on our final episode for season one. Such an honor. All right, my friends. So that concludes season one of the Fun Therapy Podcast. Thanks so much for being you. Thanks so much for being a part of this family Make sure if you want to uh, connect with me uh, a little bit more, Mike Foster 2000 on Instagram and also uh, mikefoster.tv, secondchance.org. Those are my websites. I'd love to connect, say hi. And don't forget about my two-day workshop where we'd actually meet face-to-face and hang out for a couple of days where I'll teach you how to coach and counsel others through shame and trauma and grief. Rescueacademy.com to register. Uh, We have a workshop coming up rescueacademy.com thanks again to sleeping at last for providing the music for this episode and future episodes to come and I also want to just say thanks to uh, the relevant podcast network we are fun therapy is a proud member of the relevant podcast network for more shows from relevant make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com forward slash podcasts I can't believe I get to do this I can't believe you're listening. This has been so fun. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being such an important part of the Fun Therapy family. And remember, no matter what has happened in your story, that your setbacks can become your superpowers. And honesty is always the best policy. I'm Mike Foster, and we'll see you next time on the Fun Therapy Podcast.